Hey y'all, it's your girl, Dr. Nicole, and today I'm gonna to be talking to you about the work that we've done in terms of collectivizing classrooms. One thing that we know about at least American classrooms, the way that they're structured, is that there's this vertical power structure, meaning that there's a professor that's up here and then the students are down here and all the learning comes from the top down. There isn't learning that's happening in the other direction at all. Another assumption that we make in these classrooms is that we assume that there's a bell curve distribution of grades so meaning like some people will fail some people will pass but most of the people will be in the middle right if there's only so many a's to go around then suddenly the person next to me is not somebody that i want to be helping because i want to make sure that i'm getting that a right so it creates this com this unnecessarily i would say competitive atmosphere one of the projects that we work on with professors is to turn their classroom into a collective space where they are learning from the students and the students are learning from each other, it really re changes that vertical power structure to a horizontal one right and we're trying what we're trying to do here is to reduce the power dynamics as much as possible and to acknowledge those power dynamics head-on shout out to professor Jorge Moreno who came up with this idea and we developed it together one of the driving forces behind this idea to collectivize classroom comes from the Zapatistas who are an indigenous resistance group out of Chiapas Mexico they have a society that is completely collectivized Activist, okay, so you have this kind of council of people and everyone in the community gets to be part of that council at one point or another Right, so people rotate in and out of these leadership roles and they have these principles that they live by So for example, one of the principles is mandar obedeciendo which means lead by obeying And so it means that every person that comes into that position of leadership Their job is to go back to the people and ask them for what they need and then go back to the council and implement that another one of their principles is Da lo que puedas, toma lo que necesites, or take what you need and give what you can. Let's say that you're a family and you've harvested more food than what you need that season, then you take the extra food to the store and you leave it there and then another family who doesn't have enough will just go and take it. There's no exchange or bartering because everything that is grown there, everything that is produced in the community belongs to the community. One of the axioms that we bring to the collective classroom is that everybody deserves to learn. And that's where we start. Another axiom that we bring to the classroom is, is if one of us is failing, all of us are failing. It is our responsibility as a collective to take care of every single member of the collective, right? So if there's somebody who's struggling, then that's on every other member. So in the classroom, what does that mean? Something that I tell students all the time is that the only difference between you and someone who's able to grasp the material right away is that they have seen it before. Right? And they might have seen it before because their parents or their grandparents were in STEM, were scientists, were engineers, went to college, right? They're privileged. They might have had tutors growing up. They might have tutors now. You know, they might have, they don't have the same financial struggles, so they're able to use more of their brain capacity toward their schoolwork because they don't have to deal with, for example, like having a job and sending money back home, right? So for the students who are very privileged in the classroom, it's their job to leverage their power to benefit the collective. We instill these values in the students, in the professors. So I work very closely with the professors and I hold them accountable. So how do we do this? We send an anonymous survey every two weeks throughout the semester. So I'm able to generate a report with all that information anonymously. And then I meet with a professor and we discuss my recommendations. Here's what the students are saying. So here's what I recommend you do to solve these issues. And then the professor has to relay 
that information to the students because they have to be accountable to the work that they need to be doing in themselves. We are actively changing the classroom in the way that the students want to learn, right? And we're also taking their feedback so that they become more aware of each other and more aware of the collective and like, how am I, how am I contributing to the collective? Who are the people that we're not hearing from, etc. So everybody becomes more community oriented by the end. So this is just one of the kinds of projects that we do. And if you are interested in bringing that to your STEM classroom, please DM us and let us know. We really want to do this transformative work and have it impact as many, as many classrooms as possible so that we can start shifting the culture a little bit. Thanks for listening, y'all. Please subscribe to our podcast for updates on new episodes and connect with us directly through email at outreach at wearemovement.com. That's outreach at w-e-a-r-e-m-v-m-t.com.